Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. With me today is CEO and CIO, Chris Wallace. Welcome, Chris. It's good to be here, Dan. Chris, good to have you. As we're barreling down here at the, at the end of 2021, uh, try to slide a couple more podcasts <laughs> in for our, all our listeners out there and, and see what we can enlighten them in as, as we see what's taking place in the market as we roll out the last few days. Um, so let's just start off with, with kind of the biggest topic of what just took place over the past week. Um, yesterday, the Fed had a meeting. The outcome was a proposed hawkish stance up to three rate hikes in 2022. Um, but somewhat surprisingly, we, we saw the, mar- the market rally on this news. Mm-hmm. Do you think this means the Fed is getting ahead of its uh, inflationary concerns? Um, you know, I think the market's reading it as somewhat of a relief, maybe that it wasn't uh, even more hawkish uh, or could have been perceived to be more hawkish. Um, I, I think more importantly, we've probably reached the point of kind of uh, peak concern with the Fed. In other words, the Fed is clearly on board with, hey, if we need to, we'll we'll raise rates. It's not going to be preemptive. Um, the market can then wait and look at the data, um, and then the Fed can react uh, accordingly. And so, in some ways, it's a bit of a relief rally. You know, we'll double the speed of the taper. We'll double up the amount we're going to taper on a monthly basis. So we'll see liquidity coming out of the market. And that's been impacting the more speculative areas really since last May. So that will continue. Uh, but I do think it's a bit of a relief that uh, the Fed's not ignoring the inflationary data. It's acknowledging it, uh, but it's not trying to get out ahead of it. And so, you know, as we've talked about the economy slowing down and inflation peaking over the recent weeks, um, with the Fed's more hawkish stance uh, as yesterday, you know, do you think that this increases the chance of the Fed making a policy error and perhaps tightening um, too much too soon? Um, if, if I thought the Fed was just on an automatic path of raising rates, I would say they were going to make a policy error. Uh, and, and Powell's made that error in the past. I don't think he'll necessarily do that again um, unless he, you know, believes he needs to because inflation starts reaccelerating, but that's just not the case right now. I think the market, both the market signals um, as well as uh, the the data, the anticipatory data that says, look, the economy's slowing down, inflation in North America is peaking right now and will start to slow. I expect the rest of the world will follow. It will remain elevated, but it's not going to Uh, continue to accelerate from here. And I think the Fed's going to lag, and they're not trying to get ahead of it. And my suspicion is, and the way the market works is, the market raises interest rates and the Fed follows. The Fed doesn't raise or lower rates. The market does it for them, and they play catch up. And so the market had priced in more than two rate hikes. Uh, My suspicion is, as the data comes in, and the market debates whether or not inflation slowing faster than growth, which means real growth would increase, or growth is slowing faster than inflation, which would be a more stagflationary environment, the market will start to remove some of these rate increases. And we may wake up six months from now and discover they've all been taken out, or one's been taken out. Uh, but the market is definitely going to lead the Fed, and the Fed's going to allow that to occur. So I do think we're at a much lower risk of um, a policy error, and the market's taking comfort in that, and we can kind of see that in some of the underlying data. Uh, you know, the the 10-year, the volatility in the 10-year trading range has narrowed dramatically, um, and with that, the implied yields have, have declined dramatically. At the same time, 
volatility in the equity markets uh, peaked and has already started rolling back over after this you know, near-term correction we had coming into the Fed meeting. So in a lot of ways, I think the Fed and concerns around higher rates and inflation uh, are taken off the table. So we have this window of opportunity for the market to react accordingly and kind of ignore policymakers for the foreseeable future. And, and along the lines of that, you know, for the last several weeks, you know, we've seen market leadership has oscillated a bit between the inflationary scenario, and those are mostly led by commodities and some small cap. And then we've seen dis uh, disinflation, which has been led by large cap growth. So, you know, post the Fed meeting yesterday, you know, are there any signals as to what areas of the market will resume a, a leadership position? Yeah, the market's sending a, a pretty clear signal right now that the reflation inflationary trade is over, whether or not it's a temporary respite or, uh, you know, we're going to enter a, a cyclical downturn. We're just going to have to wait and see. We're going to have to see how much inflation slows. We're going to have to see how much data slows. But right now, all the commodities are signaling that the peaks are in. They've underperformed broadly for the last month. Uh, we've seen stability out of China, and the China Chinese equity market is starting to break out. We're seeing pretty consistent patterns along with peaking and inflationary concerns through the currency markets and elsewhere. Um, so I, I think it's pretty clear that commodities and small caps, um, small cap value specifically will not be the leadership group. And it reopens a window for uh, leadership out of larger cap and more growth, less value oriented names. Now, it's going to be more nuanced than that. It's not uh, like we've seen, you know, in the fourth quarter of 18 or the first quarter of 20, where large caps just completely dominated. But on the margin, we're going to favor higher quality, more growth, less value, less cyclical uh, positions. And that's pretty consistent with where we are in the economic cycle. It's very consistent with the retreating liquidity environment uh, because of the taper and, you know, the meme stocks and the, the memory of the more speculative areas of the market outperforming, uh, that's going to begin to fade as we move through 2022. And we'll just have to wait and see what the data shows over the coming months as to whether that's a more immediate term trend or just this next few weeks, couple of months. Okay. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye out for that. And uh, we'll see if anything exciting happens between now and uh, you know, the, the holiday season, then we'll, we'll jump back on. Otherwise, uh, we'll catch you here shortly. Sounds good. Thanks, Dan. Chris. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast or any podcast in the series does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson and, or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws.